Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Wildcast. Uh, we come to you with this week with amazing news that in less than two weeks' time, the uh, the Wildcats are back on the ice in the the pilot series. Uh, Tom, welcome again. Just uh, give us your quick thoughts about that before we, we hand over to our uh, interview with head coach Aaron now. Um, well, I'm sure we'll discuss it more with Aaron in the interview and also afterwards before we um, close the podcast. But yeah, it's hockey. Eight months, eight months since we last said that. It's almost game day. So who'd have thought it? It's Halloween tomorrow, but as we record this, but you know, it's yeah, we got there in the end. Um, we're not allowed in the rinks, obviously, which is a shame. But it's a start. It's a start, and like I say, I'm sure we'll elaborate more on that point. But yeah, we're getting there. Somewhere, it's it's you've got to start somewhere after you know with everything's going on. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we're we're kind of just going to drop. Drop straight into uh, the interview tonight. Uh, we are joined by head coach Aaron Nell for his first first Wildcats appearance. Uh, we talk a few things. There's obviously been been some news before, well, as this went out. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and and, and listen to Aaron discuss streams amongst other things as we uh, as we get closer and closer to to Wildcats hockey. Well, we're now joined by uh, head coach of the Wildcats. Aaron Nell for his first uh, Wildcast appearance. Aaron, first things first, how, uh, how are you finding the, the post-lockdown life at the moment and the way the world is? Uh, it's, well, it's not great. Things have obviously been better, but um, it's very good now that we've got something to look forward to a little bit and um, something to work towards. Yeah, so you, uh, you touched on there. We've taken part in the, uh, the pilot streaming series whatever you want to call it just just talk us a little bit about that and and how it's going to work and and how things have come back to playing games in November well a, a lot of things have been going on behind the scenes in the last um week or two and all summer there's been really good communication between between the teams and in the whole league not just the three that are playing in these in this series and um we felt like it was important to to get something started, the most important thing is it's got to be safe. And I think we we know a lot more um, about how to play sports safely now compared to in March. And um, I think we, we need to get something started to uh, see if it can work and, and if it can work, how does it work? So there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes and um, we there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of plans and, and things for the... The players are going to be different. Um, social distancing in the dressing room, um, wearing masks everywhere, and all that stuff. And um, it's it's going to be different, but we're looking forward to it, and we're going to give it our best shot. And I hope uh, everyone that watches will, will really enjoy it. And obviously, it's us, Sheffield and Milton Keynes. It's going to be they've both put some formidable rosters out so far, and uh, I guess it's exciting for you to to match up against those kind of teams as well. Yeah, definitely. I think especially uh, Milton Keynes have obviously got a, a very, very good team and um, they basically picked who they wanted from the league last year and, and took them. And um, it's, yeah, they've got a very good team. And they, if we do have a league, and I really hope we do, they will definitely be the favourites to win it. And um, Sheffield have always got a very good team that are very difficult to play against. And they obviously signed Ben O'Connor, who I'm guessing is going to be the best player in the league. So, um he, it's going to be four really good games for us and six really good games in total. And we're uh, 
we're looking forward to to getting going. And I guess there must be an element of pride to be the head coach of the team that's going to host the first game of British hockey since since the end of well middle of March. How did that one kind of come around that we would be first? Well, we've we've been talking about this for uh, two or three months now. Um, we we've been talking with the the council, um, the, both of the local MPs, um, the national governing body have had a have been really good in this in in everything that's been going on in the especially in the last two or three months, and um, we've wanted to be the first team to play since right right from when we knew we could play again and um, we're very happy to have that first game. Um, I think over the summer we've anyone that's been in the meetings will I'm guessing will say that we've been the team that have really been pushing to to get things going in in the correct way in a safe way and um, we're very happy to be playing again and to to be that first game um, is something that we, we did want to showcase the the Wildcats and also uh, our rink and um, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, so Aaron, obviously the three teams who are playing in the streaming series as Milton Keynes and Sheffield are the three teams in the National League who've got elite status um, under the EIHA and government rules. How did that kind of come around managing to get that status sorted? Um, a lot of paperwork. <laughs> uh, there's, look, there's a lot of hoops you've got to jump through, um, a lot of planning. Uh, we, we've got someone in the office that did a great job in putting together all the plans. We've 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 got a team doctor now. Um, this the first time we've had a team doctor, and I think it's something that we would like to keep uh, post COVID as well. And um, there's a lot of planning that's gone into it, um, and we just it's just a, I, I think it's right that we can't just go back and get back to normal straight away without these things in in place and. We obviously don't have the um, the capability of doing testing all the time, like in uh, America with the NHL and with the football over here. But the so far it's been it's been really good. The our rink have been exceptional and how um, clean the building's been, how uh, cautious they've been, and uh, the players the players know the the situation. That no no one wants to get the virus. Um, none of our players are. Uh, lackadaisical about it whatsoever they they understand um, the risks and and we're all we talked about yesterday well last week in training um, that it's about us looking after each other um, and making sure that we're all responsible for the next two or three weeks and then if we do have a season later on then for when, when we're playing during the season sorry then I was just gonna say you talked about training last night there obviously Training in the new COVID world, as with everything, is a lot different. What's it been like with the boys back on the ice? Well, we have to get changed outside the rink. Uh, we walk into the rink with our equipment on. Um, we are hoping in the next uh, couple of weeks, certainly before the games, that we can get into the dressing rooms again. Um, but it's yeah, it's very different. But it, it's it's what it is. Um, the the most important thing is that we're as safe as possible and uh, the, the players have been really good so far. They've respected all the rules. They've, um, they, they understand it. They don't complain about it. It's not that no one wants to go to the rink in their full equipment, but it's just what we've got to do. And um, it makes us all giggle and it's, uh, we're making the, the best out of a, well, 
let's be honest, a rubbish situation right now, and um, we're just really happy to to be playing. So you mentioned a little bit ago about obviously the NHL played behind, you know, closed all the testing. How are you kind of prepared to be playing in that sort of what is a completely different atmosphere to usual, you know, playing games in an empty rink? Um, how how are you preparing the team for that kind of experience, which is probably something none of you played since juniors? Yeah, it's it's been a long time since any of us have have done that really. And to be honest, we we don't know how it's going to be. This we've just got to focus on. Um, on on that first game, I think everyone's going to be really excited to play that first game. Um, I'm sure both teams will be quite rusty, but we're we're really looking forward to to playing again in a in a in a proper game. And um, certainly for the first game, I think no one will really really think about it. And then it, it's just we just got to work as hard as we can. But there could be a lot. Uh, we just got to be happy we're playing. Basically, um, I know. Um, people around the league would who aren't playing would really like to be playing and we've just got to make the most that we're playing and and uh and, f- and forget about all the other stuff once we're on the ice and once you're training like last night it was we can train normally we've obviously got to be cautious with water bottles and not being when we're around the the board not be too close to each other and spread out when we're standing still but once you're playing you're playing and um i think after a couple of shifts we'll forget about the the no crowd and um, we'll, we'll make the best of it as we possibly can. And I guess from a coaching perspective, you, you're always coaching your team with the ultimate goal of winning titles, winning trophies at, at the end of it. But going into these four games, what's kind of the message for the boys? I know you just said that it's, it's just about having fun, but is it working out how we can do this? Is it just enjoy yourselves or is it something else you kind of looking at it thinking we potentially will still have hopefully a season and these are four well yeah four extra games we can use to get ready well the the I think having fun will actually be playing well and um and winning to be honest it, it won't be very fun playing rubbish and uh not winning so we're we're going to work as hard as we can to 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 win all the games it's it's um we're going to take it seriously um I don't expect it to be the speed that it would be um, at the end of a normal season, but it never is at the start. And we're, we're going to take these games very seriously. We want to win. We want to be um, competitive and, um, and and have a good feeling. A lot of the I've talked to the players all through lockdown, and um, a lot of players, well, all the ones I've talked to, have been uh, they've missed it, and they've really appreciated how much they enjoy playing hockey and how much they they've they've missed not playing and um yeah i think all three teams uh, are going to be raring to go and we'll, we'll make it as good of a spectacle as we possibly can and obviously all the all the games are going to be streamed which is great and obviously the league are, the league are pushing it um because it doesn't just affect us you know we, we need everyone to kind of buy into this and i guess it must be kind of exciting to be able to think that there will be fans all over the country potentially watching you on on a game day. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what the turnout is. Um, I know we're yeah we we have no idea um, how many people are going to watch. Fifty people could watch, hundred people. Without, we we have no idea. And there's as the three clubs we've we've took quite a risk, a financial risk to to do this, and um, it's obviously going to cost cost money to do. And we we're looking to make. The um, production of the the stream really good. We we did our first test run yesterday, 
Um, we're hoping to have up to five cameras, um, one main one, two behind the goals, and we're hoping to have two other ones around the rink. So we'll, I think we'll have at least three cameras and, and hopefully hopefully five, and we're going to try and make it um, really good. And, and hopefully it will be worth the money that people are paying to watch. And um, yeah, it's not just going to be a slapdash thing of a, a single camera and no commentators and blah, blah, blah. We're going to try and make it as good as we possibly can and uh, make it value for money. Yeah. And I guess also kind of following on from that, it's it's exciting to have like, the, I know it's horrible to have no fans in the arena, but you've, you've got that whole venue where you can try and use and make as many good angles as you like. You talked about five cameras there. You're going to have access to areas of the rink you might not have had camera footage from before. Yeah, uh, we, we always have, for our highlights, we always have the three cameras or uh, two or three. Um, but yeah, we, we're going to try, we've got a chance to, to try different things. And um, we, we want it, we know that because we're the first game, especially the eyes are going to be on us. And uh, we're going to try and make it as good as possible to, uh, for the viewers. And, um, and if hopefully people really enjoy it. Um, so obviously this is also the first time that we've kind of had a united sort of streaming service, I guess, between multiple clubs in the league. Obviously, I know certain clubs have used the same streaming service over the years, certainly back in the EPL days. But is that something that kind of is exciting for you to kind of have that potential pilot of something that could really be used going forward into the future between multiple clubs? Yeah, the, the new company we're using, Ticketco, um, of, we, we were planning to use them for our tickets uh, regardless this year moving from our old system and um, they've, been, they've been really good with everything they've done so far and um, all the teams that uh, we, we were always going to use them and then the other two teams were really impressed with their whole package and um, from the things we've seen so far, it's been really good. Uh, you, to be all together on the same platform, we think is important. I think um, people don't see stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but I've been involved now for 10 or 11 years and more involved on the, the management side of the, the business and the, the club for probably the last six or seven years. And the league is the, the strongest it's ever been um, from, a, from a communication point of view, from a meeting point of view. And, and I think we're, we're all so close in what we want to do. Um, I think five years ago, in the old EPL days, if this, had, this whole coronavirus thing had happened, the league just would have went completely pop. Um, and there would be, would have zero chance of even A, doing this, or B, even having a season. Um, but everyone's in the same boat. We, we know there's a lot of risks to starting without fans and stuff like that and we, we, we completely understand that but we're, we're in it together and um, the the league's in, in a good place it's just unfortunate we can't play right now in the circumstances I mean yeah it's, it, I think it's exciting obviously I know that we're kind of excited to watch not just the hockey but just to see how the, the whole package goes and it's always reassuring to know that the league have been working together for this and this is a, a league-wide thing and I'm sure that I mean, you, I don't know, you may know of, I mean, Elite League clubs, obviously, their, their season's been cancelled. They're probably going to be keeping just as much as an eye on this as NIHL, NHL 1, NIHL 2. I really hope so. <laughs> and, Especially that first game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And talking about that first game, obviously, um, you know, we're, we're gonna, the, the team are all going to be there. I'm assuming um, 
majority of the boys are going to be down and, and playing in that game. Yeah, yeah, we we we've still got a couple more um, announcements to make uh, for the the stuff that we'd already sorted. But we kind of I know we were announcing stuff in the summer, and then once September came and a lot of things was changing with the elite league and um, and with the the cases coming up in the last four to six weeks, we we kind of held back on all that. So we still got stuff to come out. Um, people that we had signed uh, in the summer that. Um, I haven't been officially announced. So, but all of our players are raring to go. They, like I said, they understand the risks. They, they want to play, and um, they, they, uh, yeah, they just want to get going. And um, I, I think all the players with the elite sport, any person in elite sport has an opt out. So, no player has been. It's all up to the players if they want to play or not. Um, we, we're just showing them how uh, how the safety protocols we're putting in place and. And the players have just got to make their own decisions, really, if they, if they uh, if they want to play. And you touched on there. Obviously, there were some announcements that are still yet to be made as as this goes out, um, kind of late or middle of, middle of next week. Um, I believe there was going to be, or there is another announcement due on Monday. Can you just kind of give us a kind of preview on that one? So, well, I guess this is going to be a reaction piece, more of a uh, preview by the time <laughs> this goes out. But uh, yeah, so talk us about Monday's announcement. So we, we signed Josh Batch from Cardiff. Um, he's a once the I, I can't remember the date the Elite League got announced. It was officially cancelled, but it was there was a lot of rumours going around um, beforehand that it was going to get cancelled, and all the players kind of knew. So um, he, he contacted us straight away when they were um, Cardiff were allowed to the players were allowed to talk to other teams and. Um, I think he'll be a really good fit for us. He's going to start off playing D. He can play D or forward, and um, he's a he's a good player, well, a very good player. He's going to be an exceptional player at our level, and um, we're really looking forward to to bringing him in. And um, he's going to be great on the ice for us. And then I think he's also going to show show all of our players how how to act off it. And he's well, Cardiff's been the best team in the country for the last three or four years, and um, he's a part of that. And uh, we're really looking forward to having him come in. And I guess it must be nice. Obviously, he got a few familiar faces with kind of CJ and uh, Tom's as well. Yeah, yeah, he he knows them all well, and um, we we've got a little group there in Cardiff that are going to be coming down. So um, he, he he's looking. For, I think well, I'm 99 sure he's looking forward to it. He he wants to keep on playing, and uh, he, he seems like a really nice guy that just wants to come and and be a good player for us. So he's. Yeah, I think it'll really improve our team and we're looking forward to, to welcome welcoming him here. And uh, I think we'll, we'll all learn a lot from someone like him with the, the amount he's won over the last few years. And I guess kind of agreement is just a, like, until the Elite League is coming coming back kind of kind of thing. Rather, you know, it's, he's, he's a Cardiff, not a Cardiff player, but he's he's got eyes on the Elite League when the Elite League starts up again, I assume. Yeah, he's a, a Cardiff player. I know. I talked to to Todd uh, Kelman about it straight away, and Todd's been great with all the players trying to get them, um, trying to get them other jobs because in their situation, and if there's something comes up, the, the the Cardiff and the Elite League do end up starting this season, then uh, then yeah, he'll be back with Cardiff. But if, if they start, then things are going to be looking really positive for us, and um, and like, as in the Fans are in the buildings and things are looking good, so we'll, we'll be fine to to replace him. 
Um, obviously, as you mentioned, as we mentioned earlier, obviously Sheffield have also signed Ben O'Connor. We've now signed Josh Batch. How big is it if we get, hopefully, Touchwood get a full season? How big is it going to be for the league to have those kind of big name elite league, Great Britain internationals coming down, even if it's just for the season? You know, is it that going to be a big draw for you? Yeah, it, I think so. The, the, it's, it's about getting the balance right. We, I, I think, again, going back to what it was like five years ago, if this had happened five years ago, there would have been probably three teams that would have signed all the players and, um, and they, it would have been completely uneven. We, we, we've, we've got to pick our spots. That there's no, unless you um, make masks right now or a supermarket, every business has been really hit in this situation and we're no different we're in we're all in all the teams are in survival mode at the moment and we've got a if something comes up this the this right fit for us and um works for us and and won't affect our our business and we're, we're all we always look at it and uh and josh really fit into to what we want and the type of people we want here and um he, he's going to be a big help for us and obviously, he's touched there. He's going to um, start as a, as a D man. We obviously had a great five D man call last year. I assume, from a coaching perspective, you think he's going to kind of complement those guys really well. Yeah, really well. Yeah, I think he's left-handed, and I'll be our first left-handed D for uh, two or three years. So that'd be nice. And um, I think it really helped. We we were very lucky last year to have five D. Um, and not really, we never had a major injury. I think Lids was the only one who missed games through suspension. So um, we were very lucky to to get through a season of 5D. That's not normal. And we were always going to add add a defenseman this year. Um, and to add someone like Josh, is, we're very happy to do that. And um, I don't see exactly where he's going to, I don't know who he's going to play with yet, but whoever he plays with, I think it'll really help. And it will, um, it will even out our, our D parents and uh, we'll have three good parents. And I guess also with the Elite League not happening, it's probably fair to say you're going to get a uh, hopefully a full season out of Tom's as well, which probably was a bonus compared to what you were expecting and maybe at the start of the summer. Yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier to plan. Um, Tom's will... Uh, it, when when Eddie left, it was obviously a big hole there and um, Tom's, it would be Tom's responsibility to to fill part of that hole and and really push on. And we've talked about that all summer with, with him. To he needs to really, he's been great for us for the last two or three years. But I think uh, next year, especially when he's with us full time, he's got to really, really kick on and, and have a big season. So hopefully, if and when the Elite League start the following season, um, he can be there full time. I, I think if this whole coronavirus thing didn't happen, I do think he would have been with either Cardiff or another team full-time. Um, obviously, that hasn't happened. And he just got to make the most of the situation and, and really push on and have a, a big year so he's he's ready for that le- the level above next year. Um, and obviously, you mentioned that he's going to be taking some of Eddie's role. Also, another player who's come in, who I presume will be taking a little bit of that role, is Ballant. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Because obviously, he might be a bit of a fresh face for some Swindon fans. Obviously, some will have seen him at OHA, but... Sorry, I lost you there. 
Sorry, yeah, I've lost a bit of signal there. The wonder of wonder of Zoom. Everyone yeah. zooming everyone on a Friday night. Um, so yeah, what I was saying is obviously we've brought Ballant in as well. Um, what is he going to kind of bring something a bit different to the team um, compared to what what we've had previously? And um, obviously he's a new face for a lot of Swindon fans. So yeah, we're really looking forward to uh, bringing Ballant in. He had his first practice yesterday. Uh, looked very good, and uh, I think he's he is going to bring some something different that uh that we haven't had for the last couple of years and um he's a past first player and he I was really impressed with him last night. It was the first time he was on the ice for uh like eight months and he's been dying to get on but we until we had the um the elite status we couldn't get him on and there's registration stuff and uh he looked really good last night and I, I do think he'll um be an excellent player for us. He's He's got a one-year contract, um, but he's going to university here, so he's going to be here for at least three years, and I really hope that's going to be with Swindon, and um, he's going to be a really good player for us. And It, it might not be um, the first or second weekend that he, it's going to take time for him to adjust, but I do think he's going to be an excellent player for us, and I was really impressed last night. Um, obviously, with that first-team practice last night, I guess it was nice to see some of the boys potentially for the first time for eight months. Yeah, it was. And um, we, uh, the, the players were great last night. They worked hard and uh, I think they enjoyed it. I know I'm quite stiff this morning, but um, it was, yeah, it was a good practice and it's, it's just good to, it's been a, it's been a hard seven months and, and it's good to see smiles on people's faces. And uh, we, uh, all, all the players just can't wait to, to get going and, Hopefully we can have a really successful um, pilot series and then uh, we can start for real in, in December and January. And uh, did you manage to get a first uh, full practice session out of the uh, young Leo Lydiard again last night for the first time in eight months? Or <laughs> Leo wasn't there last night. He, I think he was one of the few that couldn't make it. But he, he's there. he was here two weeks ago. Um, he wasn't there last night, but he, he's, he's back next Thursday. And... Uh, He's one. He's one of the players that, um, yeah, he, he's really missed it. And I think all the players, well, all the players have really missed it. But I know Lids has has missed not playing. He, well, see, forty two now, but he absolutely loves it. And um, it, it was it was good to see him back on the ice last week. Well, Aaron, uh, say it's probably the longest he's been off the ice in twenty five years, isn't it? <laughs> not more. He he doesn't do much in the summer anymore. So he's probably more used to not being on the ice for a longer length of time than uh, especially some of the younger players. But uh, it's, it's not easy to get back into it um, fitness-wise, but we're, we're all doing our best. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's great to hear that you know, the boys are loving it, the practice is going well, and in a couple of weeks we'll have, a, we'll have some games to watch, uh, start in the comforts of our, uh, for our own home. Yeah, no, look, we can't wait. And... Uh, like I said, hopefully this goes well and we we get some positive news in the next week to four well week week, month about the, the season going ahead. Wonderful. Aaron, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. So we hope you enjoyed the uh the interview with, with Aaron there. It was great to to hear about how the pilot series has kind of come around, how the team are adapting to, to life back on the ice and also the uh the news from earlier this week of uh, Josh Batch's arrival to the Swindon Wildcats. Um, 
Tom, let's just kind of start at the top. We said we'd talk about it more towards the end, but the pilot series, uh, we said it was going to be a good idea and hot, we're getting closer to the to the game day. I think it will be eight months to the day since the Wildcast last uh, played on home ice when that puck does drop. But it's been a crazy eight months, but we'll be the uh, the first rink in the country to have, have hockey since March. Yeah, and I mean, that's exciting in its own in its own way, you know, to be the trailblazer as it were the first team to the first team to have a home game in eight months which is crazy when you think about it you know if you if you'd said to us kind of even maybe three or four weeks before you know lockdown and before the season was abruptly cut short that we wouldn't be play, we wouldn't see any hockey in the UK again until no mid-november you'd have you know laughed at them and said you know you're crazy because yeah you, you wouldn't be able to predict what happened since but yeah it is really exciting and obviously as I mentioned at the start it's a shame that we are in a position where you know rinks are close to fans you're not going to be able to get back in there and chant and watch live and there is an element of that is a shame because hockey is one of those sports that is best enjoyed live we've all always said that and a stream is a great second option and it's a really good pilot I think for the club to be part of it's a really big pilot for British hockey as well because it's you know something that's been talked about a lot during the off season um, the very extended off season that potentially you know is streaming an alternative is streaming something that could be used I mean and just generally in the modern world obviously streaming is a big thing now and it's really exciting to be kind of part of a collaborative effort so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But looking forward to it. Looking forward to having hockey on a Saturday evening again, even if it is just for kind of two, three weeks. So my trust on the uh, the fourteenth of November, you will be sat down, tuning in, and about all probably what time does warm up start nowadays? About half five. You just kind of put thunderstruck on the uh, speaker <laughs> speaker system and just sit there and, and watch them. You know random videos of hockey for half an hour before the uh, the main event at 6.15, I assume. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> you, you make out that I have too many superstitions, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to go and uh, to watch the uh, to watch the first bit of the game from like, the top floor of your house or something. Like that. <laughs> um, I know we do enjoy watching warm-ups from the back of Block B, but um, yeah. that would be a bit excessive. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. It's a bit different. It's... it's Definitely going to be, yeah, definitely going to be interesting. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. You know, I'll be watching. Yeah, I'll still be shouting. I'm sure we'll still be moaning at the referee, whoever the referee may be for the that match, and they'll probably be enjoying it because they won't hear hear all the crowd shouting at them when they get a decision completely correct because they are the referee. And you know, obviously, we would always support the referee's decisions and never criticise at all. But yeah. I mean, the bit, the bit that I'm uh, gonna miss is that I, I. Uh, I can't wait to watch the stream and see what happens when someone picks the puck up on the blue line on the power play. Because if no one's there to tell them to shoot, how are they going to do it? They're not going to know. <laughs> they're they're going to have to do, and that's the only reason they do it is is when uh, when the entire Link Center audience is screaming at them to shoot, not necessarily realizing there might be three D men stood between them and the goal. But that's kind of a conversation for another day. Taking it. Um, Kind of back yes. or more more seriously, obviously we are we are joking. It is going to be a shame 
um, to have no fans in the arena. But yeah, hockey, hockey's hockey. And it's great that we've got this pilot series and we're all hoping, I know we said it on, I think, pretty much every episode we've recorded over over summer and lockdown that we do get to a league and and this can be a real success for and and great credit and I know we're a Swindon podcast but great credit to Swindon to Milton Keynes and to Sheffield because like Karen said there they they're all kind of putting their their necks on the line a little bit with this it it if it comes off it'll be great if it doesn't come off there'll be I'm sure there'll be kind of questions asked and and people you know working out why it didn't happen and, and ways can be improved it for the future. But if this is a success, then hopefully this can lead to a, a league season of some kind in, in 2021. And we can kind of forget all about 2020 and hope to get back to things that are a little bit more normal. Yeah. Also, no, sorry, go on. I was going to say, yeah. And obviously I was just going to say with the situation constantly changing um, as it has over the last eight months, we don't know quite even where we'll be in two weeks for game one so hopefully you know it's it's all completely crazy and like I say it is a big credit to the teams involved it's a big credit to the league at EIHA as well and all the other kind of government stakeholders I know there's would have been a lot of work as Alan mentioned in the interview from a lot of people to kind of get these games ahead and like I, say, I really hope there'll be a success um, that can lead to further further hockey in the UK but it's a really important trial and like yeah a lot of work's gone in and hopefully you know the players enjoy it the fans enjoy it and there's some real benefit that comes out of it and moving swiftly on just before we wrap up uh josh batch is a wildcat i don't think uh anyone really saw that um that move come in certainly not uh right at the start of this the uh (laughs) summer but um your thoughts on batch uh, it's a it's a it's a fantastic signing, and obviously, obviously, as you mentioned, no one would have predicted it six months ago or five months ago or maybe even four weeks ago. But you know, obviously, he wants to play. You know, the, the elite league isn't ha- happening. Um, some players are able to go abroad. Others, you know, decided to stay in the UK and look for options there. We're very lucky that a player of Batch's quality has you know decided that Swindon is where he wants to play his hockey this year. Um, he's got, I don't know off the top of my head, his stats, but he's got caps for GB. He's played a lot of games in the Elite League. He was, I believe, in his 10th season with Cardiff, or going into his 10th season with Cardiff, if this year had gone ahead. So, you know, they've won a lot of games, as Aaron mentioned, a lot of trophies. Um, in terms of people who maybe haven't seen Batch play, because I know we've both seen him play a few times over the years for the Devils, you know, he's a big, strong player. He can play defence. He can play on the wing. You know, he's got pretty decent hands for a big guy. I remember him seeing him score a very impressive goal in a pre-season game a couple of years ago, which I'm sure is still on YouTube somewhere if anyone wants to look it up. But, you know, he certainly had some silky skill there. And, yeah, and he's going to, you know, give a big physical presence to the team. You know, that's going to, in some way, replace the kind of physical presence you lost in Eddie Bebris, even though, as I mentioned, Batch is going to start playing as a defenceman, which is kind of is one of his, as you say, natural positions. But yeah, and obviously, it's only a temporary move. Um, I'm sure he'll be heading back to Cardiff when he can. And, you know, we'd absolutely hope that he would, you know, obviously as a Swindon fan, it's lovely to have that kind of quality of player. But, Equally, he's a fantastic player and he's got going to have GB ambitions and 
elite league ambitions beyond Swindon. So it's great to have him while we can, in the same way that Sheffield Steel Dogs will be saying it's great to have Ben O'Connor. Um, but yeah, obviously we hope that eventually kind of he'll be able to go back to Cardiff because at that point we'll be in a much better position because you'll have fans in the links again and yeah, British hockey would be in a much stronger position at that point. Yeah, and I, you know, it really is a a really I think a shrewd pickup um, from Aaron. Like you said, he and like Aaron said, he can he can play D, he can play forward, that he can play where pretty much all over the ice, to be honest. And you said he's a big guy, he's physical, and he's gonna really complement the other the other five D men um, really well. And he's coming from again, I kind of almost repeating what Aaron said in our interview, but he's coming from an organisation that has been the best hockey club in the country for the last four or five years and has been a big part of that and he's going to come he knows Tom's he knows Chris Jones and that will help him in settle in and and I think we're both kind of really excited now it's uh now it's been announced to um and hopefully obviously touch wood the uh the games on the 14th will will go smoothly and we'll be able to sit and watch a batch on our tv screens in the uh in the Cats jerseys yeah, I'm just having a quick. I've just pulled up his kind of elite prospects page very quickly just to kind of have a look, and you know he's got a hell of an experience for a guy in our league. You know he's played over 500 games in the elite league slash EIHL Cup, three years of Champions League hockey with Cardiff. We forget that, and he's played in the Olympic qualifiers Division One for GB, played under 20s Division One for GB. You know, he's got a lot of experience over, he's played in the States at junior level. So, yeah, he's bring, he brings a lot of experience to the team and that's only going to benefit, you know, and he's a, like I say, he's a big physical unit and I think he's going to fit in well with, you know, the players that we've already got. And I'm sure the, uh, I know the Cats fans always like a, a big physical presence and a guy that uh, makes hits. We've had a few wonderful guys over the years that, that like to, uh, like to make the big hit. I know uh obviously we've had Max and uh and going back a few years now we had a guy called John Sitko who was a very big big presence on the blue line and could make some hits. So I'm sure uh I'm sure Josh will be uh, a very popular part of Swindon and even if you like you say he is obviously he's gonna have still have elite league ambitions and, and that that's great and it's great to have someone with that kind of G B experience uh and playing for Swindon as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he played. He was playing. In, he played international hockey as recently as the Olympic qualifiers last season, which, you know, could be twenty years ago. You know, given how everything that's happened. But yeah, as recently as last, as the twenty nineteen twenty season, he was playing elite league, Champions League, and international hockey. So, you know, that's a player of some experience to be bringing into that Wildcats locker room. Exciting. Yeah, it is exciting, and. We're probably going to wrap this episode up up here, um, and it's exciting. Hopefully, um, I know you and me have spoken very briefly after the announcements of the games coming up. That potentially episode nine will be uh, possibly our first game preview, which is uh, which is exciting. Um, I'm going to put like a little. I'll put that in in pencil at the moment uh, until we uh, find out that they are exactly definitely going ahead because we've all been we've all fallen victim of. Uh, the rules and the rule changes that the uh, the British government have been putting in place uh, over the last few months. But yeah, hopefully, let's say thanks for listening to episode eight again. Episode nine, hopefully, will be a couple of days away from the Wildcats taking on the MK Lightning. It's going to be a 
tough game. We know how strong MK are. We know um, there's some very familiar names in that team. Um, I'm not. <laughs> that again. I'm not looking at you, Eddie. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be fun uh, taking on the the Lightning on home ice, and we hope you can all all join him. Uh, the stream. I'm sure it will be. If, if what Aaron said is it comes true, and there's kind of five different camera angles, it's going to be well worth the money to uh, to tune in and watch that. And uh, it's going to be good. And hopefully, uh, episode nine will be following either before or just shortly after, and we can we can talk hockey, we can talk games, Tom. I know we've been waiting ever since it's March like, to be able to talk it, about games and goals. It's kind of on us. We, you know, this is what happens when you start a hockey podcast during a global pandemic where there's no hockey. You know, it is kind of we only have ourselves to blame for this issue, but of not being able to talk hockey. But yeah, as you say, hopefully we'll have some previews. Hopefully we'll have some. Hopefully we'll have some reactions as well from us about what we've seen on the streams and at the games. And yeah, it'll be that. It's 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 exciting. It's kind of as much of a. Um, you know, pilot for us as it is for the players. I suppose. Yeah, I think I might have to. Uh, I might call episode nine the pilot part two, and uh, <laughs> see how it goes. But yeah, once again, uh, thanks everyone for for tuning in. Um, thank you, Aaron, again for for joining us. It was a a great chat, and hopefully, um, we'll get you back on uh, the podcast uh, sooner rather than later. And for now, though, take care, look after yourselves, and if you're going to watch the stream, enjoy it.